0: what is up everybody welcome back to another episode today we're answering your questions we're going to talk about what milk goes best with your coffee and sex <laughs> what is up everybody my name is jack graham
1: and i'm Mac rikers and together we are the in collective
0: and we are here to teach you the habits and strategies to put your health and fitness first
1: and help you to feel amazing increase your energy gain confidence and ultimately have a bigger impact
0: episode today we're going to be answering your questions Uh, i had a lot of fun doing this last time so pretty excited to get into these ones got a lot of good questions there but as always before we get into it if you get something out of this episode i want you to share it with a friend share it on your socials tag us just help us reach a few more people and keep this podcast or video thing on youtube going um and if you're looking to sort of start your health and fitness journey and you're not sure where to start head over to our website link will be here somewhere and you can enter your details and chat to one of us in person so we can help you on your fitness journey point you in the right direction and that is it for that mm-hmm. Cool. So, questions. Q&A. Here we go. Question number one, which is a good one. Okay.
1: Okay. So, this one comes from Buddha. The question is, what, if any, experience have you had with different milks? Example, cow, goat, almond, oat, macadamia. What are the nutritional benefits of each? And most importantly, what, aside from dairy, goes best with coffee? It's a really good question. Mm. Um, So I guess to start with what experiences we've had, I can't have dairy, period. It just gives me all kinds of health problems like rashes and bloating and IBS kind of symptoms. So I cut out dairy probably three years ago now. Mm -hmm. We have it if we do like special occasions and I have it and just suffer the consequences, you know. But
0: Yeah, so I can have dairy, but I only have it for special occasions as well just because... It should be only a special occasion food.
1: Yeah. Um, I've never had goat. Have you ever had goat milk?
0: I think I have somewhere along the line, but not enough to remember what it tastes like.
1: (laughs) Uh, I feel like it would be like probably the creamiest, I guess.
0: Um, I know there is something different between, obviously, goat and cow milk in the protein makeup. So some people are more tolerable to goat milk. Yeah. Um, but again, haven't tried it enough to know
1: what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I'm just going to touch pretty quickly on nutritional benefits of milks because there's so, so, so many milks, especially plant based milks. Um, and obviously it can be super hard to know which one to drink. So we'll start with oat milk, I guess, cause that's the one we use the most. We don't have milk in our coffee. We have black coffee, but we do use milk in things like sometimes we have a hot chocolate. Or in our oats. Um, The reason we chose oat milk was because it has the least amount of calories per cup. So when I was counting my macros and stuff, it just had the least effect, I guess, on going over my calorie intake. It also is the most sustainable plant-based milk. So it takes up the least amount of land, space, Compared to how much it offers, I mm-hmm. guess. And it doesn't, oats don't need much water, whereas like cows, having cows, um, they use a lot of our resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, oat milk's our top choice. Yep. Um the benefit, I guess, of cow's milk would be the calcium, but also you can get calcium from like most vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um so so goat milk next would be the next one for calcium because it does have has half the amount of calcium as cow's milk, but it's still pretty high compared to any other plant-based milk. And then soy, which I would say is probably the most popular plant-based milk. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very sustainable. It does take a lot of energy resources, water to produce soy milk. Um, I hate the taste of it. And from a barista, ex-barista standpoint, <laughs> it is the worst milk to make a coffee with. It just splits. It's just... It's gross. (laughs) Um,
0: Shouldn't be a milk.
1: It shouldn't be a milk. Um, But I guess if you are worried about calcium, um, that would be your best plant-based one for that. But just eat more broccoli. Broccoli's got more calcium than soy milk does anyway. I was
0: going to say, if you're looking for more calcium and going to a liquid like that, you're doing something wrong.
1: (laughs) Um almond milk is pretty popular I know in coffee it doesn't taste bad it does have a very nutty taste also similar process to soy um, in the way that it's not very sustainable it takes a lot of land to grow and produce the amount of almonds that it takes to supply us with almond milk Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of water goes into keeping the almond plant alive Um,
0: and then to produce the almond milk as well yeah
1: a lot of water so almond I believe is, after cows, the least sustainable mm-hmm. um, choice. Uh, what else? Macadamia, I don't really know much about. I haven't really had it before. It's pretty similar profile to oat milk, so...
0: I'm tipping that to be the next in... Macadamia. The next fad. If you go to any of the farms up in sort of northern New South Wales, everybody's pulling out their plants and planting macadamia trees. Really? hmm So you watch... Another year or two, macadamia will be the thing.
1: Soy will be out and macadamia will be in. Um, Another one, plant-based, I nearly nearly forgot about this to add to the list, was coconut milk, which we used to have religiously because it's probably the closest to cow's milk in texture, creaminess-wise from a plant-based milk. Um, But it is higher in fat, which Mm -hmm. also makes it higher in calories. Um, So I guess you just have to weigh out what your goals are like if you don't mind and you prefer to just have a creamy coffee over counting your macros I guess then Mm. coconut milk's pretty good Mm. it's it is I guess medium on the sustainability thing because it comes only from tropical areas so it's harder to get and apparently a lot of deforestation is going on because our demand for coconut milk is getting higher
0: Yeah.
1: um yes cool Um, (laughs) that was a lot wasn't it so back to the question (laughs) so that was I guess the comparison now to having coffee
0: Uh,
1: sorry about the sausage display
0: can you two get out out Um, so I don't think you should have anything in your coffee I think you should just be having it black I I don't think you should be drinking Oh, Luna (laughs) outside now okay don't listen (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, they're gone. So, um, yeah, I don't think you should be having anything in your coffee. Um, coffee by itself is quite an enjoyable thing. And if you're having that much coffee that it's not enjoyable and you need to add milks into it, you're doing it wrong. I feel like it should be something that you enjoy doing, enjoy drinking. And if you do that and you have good quality coffee, then you don't need to add anything to it.
1: Yeah. I would say, yeah, I agree, but some people just don't like black coffee, I guess. So if you do just genuinely prefer it with milk, I guess from a barista standpoint, I would choose either oat milk or coconut milk because it doesn't split, and sustainability standpoint, oat milk. Mm. Yeah? Cool. Cool. So I think that's all of Adam's question that we got.
0: (laughs) Probably spend another twenty minutes talking on oh, that, but we I won't bore you. Oh, I could talk us. about
1: it for so long. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Cool. Next question.
1: The next question was, "What's the best exercise to do to recover from hamstring injuries?" Mm. This is for you.
0: It is, and I did ask for more info, but Lee, you did not give me more info <laughs> on that injury, so I'm just going to give at give you a broad overview on how to recover from injuries. Okay, so without knowing how um, severe it was and all that sort of stuff, you can do all the best exercises to recover it in the world, but unless you are sleeping properly, properly hydrated and eating good food that doesn't aggravate your injury, yes, food can aggravate your injury, unless you're doing those three things, the best exercises in the world aren't going to recover it. Um, they can, but it's going to take a lot longer. So um, basically, Do those three. If you're doing those three properly, then go to this. Basically, you want to try and gently lengthen and strengthen. Um, Again, I don't know whereabouts or how or what, but generally when it comes to an injury, something's aggravated. Um, So gently lengthen, and that could be passive stretching, active stretching, massage, rolling, anything like that. And then once you've got more range of motion, so let's say hamstrings and you can't touch your toes, like you bent over and try to touch your toes, you've done all these things and now you can touch your toes, now you've got to build strength in that new range that you've got, otherwise you're just going to still open yourself up to injury. Um, So... Um, accessory exercises and all that sort of stuff to build up. Um, that can look like if I know that the person that lead that asks this question is doing a lot of running, so doing some barbell back squats or front squats, deadlifts, all different variations of those are good for running as well. Okay, a lot of runs don't want to lift weights because they think it's going to hinder it, but it'll actually help your legs get stronger, stay stronger, and prevent injury, so you can keep running. So I'll leave it there
1: covered it yeah i think so um i did forget one point just on the milk thing (laughs) okay i just have so many notes (laughs) um was to be careful of like obviously if you're swapping from cow's milk to plant-based milk there's a lot of additives in plant-based milk to try and get it to taste feel like cow's milk so i guess just read the ingredients before you make your choice because whatever's added to it is obviously going to make a huge difference on how you enjoy it and Mm. how your body deals with it Mm. yeah okay the next question we've got was where do you get the natural light alarm Mac talks about
0: the The alarm alarm alarm. clock
1: yeah so we have an alarm clock that gradually in case you didn't know becomes (laughs) lighter um, as it gets closer to going off so say you've got it set for 6 a.m. I think about 5:30. It'll start to get light, and then it will gradually be bright enough to light the room by the before your alarm goes off. So it's like you're being woken up by the sun. Yeah,
0: essentially it simulates a sunrise. Yeah, and then if you don't wake up from that sunrise, then an alarm goes off. Yeah, but it's just a better way to wake up rather than just from a noise just going from asleep to awake. Like... Um, it's just a much better way to wake up. Now, where did we get it from? I think you got it for I got
1: it for Jack's birthday like three years ago.
0: Three? I think it was more like...
1: Nah, we have only been together for three years. Okay,
0: yeah. Um, Feels like a life lifetime.
1: Jesus. <laughs> I got it. I'm pretty sure... It's a Philips. The brand is Philips. I just got it online somewhere. Just Google it. Just Google Philips light alarm clock and like so many will come up.
0: Yeah. Um, shop around and get the cheapest one. It's just an alarm clock. Make sure you get one with um, red light, so...
1: Yeah, so the... Time is displayed in red light, so it doesn't keep you awake at night. Cool. Um, The next question is, why do you recommend limiting protein shakes as a source or extra source of protein intake?
0: Good question. You go first.
1: (laughs) So basically, protein is heavily processed, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, We don't really advocate processed stuff in general protein is probably our biggest exception because meat is somewhat hard to get good quality meat and it's expensive and it's just yeah protein's a hard one but it's just i guess convenient tastes good it's almost like a treat for us i guess having protein powder um yeah
0: yeah so we don't always have protein powder um i think we went for about a month or two without even having a protein shake there because we ran out and just didn't order any often like to do that just to see if there's any change and honestly i don't think there's that much of a change we just have protein shakes just to top up you shouldn't be relying on protein shakes for your protein intake Um, although most protein companies say they've got a broad spectrum spectrum of amino acids in their protein generally your body won't absorb half of them so you're not really getting much protein from it. So basically what I'm trying to say there, if a protein says it has 30 grams of protein in it, because it is so heavily processed, your body can't actually process most of it. So you're probably only getting 15 to 20 grams of protein instead of the 30 that's advertised. So um, you want to get your protein from as many different sources and not just one. So yeah, we just don't recommend Protein shakes as your first port of sort of getting protein food and then supplement with protein.
1: Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, Next, this is an unusual question, but a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, You talk about healthy sex drive as one of the signals or signs, sorry, of good health. What does a healthy sex drive look like? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you want to
0: go first? Um, I guess we should do sort of guys and girls. Yeah. It's not much point me talking about girls. Do sex drive?
1: Because
0: <laughs> I don't know what it's like. Um, so for guys, and this sort of comes down to your hormones should be in balance. And when your hormones are imbalanced, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to have, for guys, you're going to have more muscle. You're going to have less body fat, all that sort of stuff. But what that should look like, simply put, in the morning when you wake up, you should be happy, hungry, and horny. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, if you wake up every morning, you're groggy, you struggle to get out of bed, you're not happy, you're not hungry, then your hormones are out of balance and you need to do something to regulate that a lot better. Um, but for a guy, yeah, you should be you know, horny in the mornings um i don't think it matters what age you're at obviously as you get older that sort of deteriorates a little bit but shouldn't deteriorate that much okay not as much as what is sort of sort of talked Open about the norm is, I yeah guess. yeah um common
1: doesn't mean normal
0: yes uh, i think that's sort of a good point there yeah um what else a good sex drive yeah, that's, I'm just going to leave it there. There's a, there's a lot of stuff I can, can go into, but again, I don't want to sit here and talk for 40 minutes about that. If that is a topic that you want to talk about, probably better off a one-on-one thing. And yeah, hit us up on our website and we can actually talk to you about that Yeah. in person.
1: Cool. From a female's perspective, I guess what it looks like. It's really hard. Everyone's so different. Hmm. I guess you should want to initiate sex as well as if your partner initiates it, you should want to partake in it. Not You shouldn't be denying your partner all of the time. That would be an unhealthy sex drive. Um, but also, I guess it takes women a little bit longer to have the desire to want to have sex. They can't just be like, oh, I'm horny, let's have sex. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. So if you feel like you don't have, if you're questioning this, I guess you probably don't have a healthy sex drive if you're wondering what it is like. Um, So that can be caused by, again, hormonal imbalances, same as men, Um, having a healthy diet. So what you eat has a big impact on how you feel in your body, how your body looks, how, so obviously how much... How if you think you're desirable or not? I guess which plays a big part in wanting to have sex. Um, your environment—if your bedroom is like messy or it stinks or it's dark or you haven't washed your sheets for ages or I don't know—you're in a toilet. No, like you know, make it the environment. I feel like plays a big part for women more than men because you want it. You want the environment to impact. Well, it does impact how you feel. So having a good environment makes a big difference. Um, Being active. So being active, obviously, there's a lot of talk at the minute about exercise. If you exercise often, strength exercise in particular, I literally read a paper about this the other day, um, then you can have better, more orgasms as a woman. Um, Yeah. So I guess there's a lot of things that play into it. Food, exercise, environment hormones.
0: Yeah. So I guess the biggest one from a coach's point of view from me doing this for quite a few years, the biggest one I see is overtraining and under-eating. Yeah. If you're doing those, um, yes, you get good body image results, but generally your sex drive isn't there. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking like... So, yeah. If, again, probably look into those if you are got, have got low sex drive or you haven't got any at all, Um, look into those two and then sort of start the journey
1: from there. Also two big ones we forgot was sleep and stress. Yeah. No one wants to have sex when they're stressed or when they're super duper tired. So just like get enough sleep, manage your stress. Mm. Yeah, like everything in life, I guess. Yep. Cool. Um, The other question from the same person was, can you have a good immune system and poor sleep? I haven't had a cold and flu in over five years. Um, But I rarely get more than six to seven hours sleep. I eat well and train in various things several times a week. Two PTs, four to eight kilometre run, four aerial fitness classes, teach an aerial fitness and bungee four times a week and work two jobs. I've got no time to be sick. You definitely have no time to be sick. That is so much stuff. Um I guess...
0: Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> Again, the human body is quite amazing and it will adapt to anything you are doing to it. Um, And that can be, it can adapt in a good way and a bad way. Um, So as long as you're doing everything right to like for recovery-wise, eating enough, um, you know, you you just mentioned that you haven't got six to seven hours of sleep isn't too bad um, for that sort of, you know, busy schedule. As long as you are eating enough food, you know, taking a bit of time for your brain to just switch off a little bit as well, then I'd say you can keep that up. I don't think you'd be able to keep it up for decades. But yeah, definitely, there's busy people out there that achieve a lot and do a lot um, and don't get sick. Um, so there again, we could probably go into a lot of, you know, things you can do to sort of prevent sickness. But um, basically, if you're doing everything right, then you shouldn't be getting sick.
1: Yeah. I think you, I, th- I definitely think it helps to be in tune with your body, which can be super duper hard when you are that busy. So you should be able to tell if you're starting to get run down. Like I get literally, I get a tingle on my lip when I'm about to get a cold sore and I'm like, okay, I need to like, just take it back a couple notches. So if you can find signs and signals, then you can avoid getting sick really easily. Um, so just pay attention to your body, I guess. Mm. That will help, and then it will prevent you from ever getting sick. I can't remember the last time I was sick.
0: And it's a bit hard, but a lot of people don't sort of take note on when they do get sick and why. Yeah. Um, I did mention sort of I had a few health complications quite a few years ago, and it sort of made me just take a bit more attention to when I do get sick and why I get sick. I haven't – so you can sort of eliminate the things that cause that. Mm, sure. Um, and I haven't really been sick for a few years now. Yeah. So get a sniffle here and here and there, but that's about it. Um, but again, it's different for everybody. Just got to be in tune with your body. Yep. Cool.
1: Okay, like for every every aspect of life. Yep. That's it. That's all the questions. Do you have any more?
0: Uh, no, that was it. Yeah, cool. Cool. Good session, everybody. Thank you for everybody who submitted their questions um as always if you feel like you got something out of this or you want us to dive into one of these topics a little bit deeper we can do a whole subject on one of those questions or a whole episode on one of those questions milk. if you want us to talk for half an hour on milk comments <laughs> below <laughs> um, but yeah hope you all enjoyed it as always give us a thumbs up share it comment all that sort of stuff helps us reach more people and change people's lives um And that'll do. We'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for watching and Mm -hmm. listening.